Good morning, everyone. What a great morning it is. All right, can you guys hear me okay? Good, good. All right, my name is Erica Crawley, and I am the beautiful wife of David Crawley. <laughs> when I was first approached to introduce David, um, initially I said, uh-uh, get somebody else to do it, get somebody else to do it. Then I asked, okay, well, how much time do I have in which I was told three to five minutes? Three to five minutes, uh, three to five minutes. You know, I wondered, was that enough time to really express my admiration and brag about the positive impact David has made on this county? I concluded it wasn't, but I would at least try. So here we go. Over the past few years, I've had a chance to meet many Milwaukee County residents. We usually bond over our parenting styles, our love of food, music, or our love of the county parks. Most of the conversations usually begin or end with, your husband is doing a great job, which he is, and they are proud to have him as the county executive. When most people encounter David, they see this charming, intelligent, passionate, and hardworking man. But when I look at David, I see an awesome father to our children, someone who makes sure he's home every night by bedtime to kiss his girls goodnight, even if it means calling me to extend the bedtime. Now, <laughs> now the girls, they usually love it. Me, not so much. When I look at David, I see humility. I see a man who admits that he doesn't know it all, but he's willing to learn from and listen to those he worked with and serve because he knows they have great value and worth. When I look at David, I also see change. He is someone who stepped into this role at the height of a pandemic and decided that it was his mission to help work towards creating the healthiest county in Wisconsin by ensuring that the residents are equipped with resources and services to meet their needs. When I look at David, He's black history. He is the youngest and the first black elective county executive. You can clap, come on, give it up for him. When I look at David, I see a servant leader. He helped bring back the bus routes to ensure that residents had access to public transportation. He worked with the Department of Health and Human Services to ensure individuals with mental health um, needs are met where they live. He also advocated and helped secure more than $60 million in funding for our emergency rental assistance program. This way we made sure that families who were affected by COVID-19 were able to remain in their homes. I witnessed David fight for racial equity, breaking down barriers one step at a time. And to me, that's what it's really all about, service for others. Watching David, I learned that is not about the big roles that we play, but the impact that we make. You will never fail when you do the right thing. And doing the right thing isn't always easy. In our household, we are passionate about creating and living a meaningful and authentic life. We love seeing people give the good that's inside of them. And as a family, we live with the mission to leave the world better than how we found it, to provide a better quality of life for those who we touch. And as I stand here today, what I can tell you for certain is that David is someone who knows the way, goes all the way, and show the way. And with, oh yeah, it's all right, give it up for her. <laughs>
And with that being said, it gives me great pleasure and an honor to introduce my husband, your Milwaukee County Executive, David Crawley. Can we give Erica another round of applause? That was such a beautiful introduction. I just have to say, we always talk about our spouses being our better half. She is my better three quarters, so thank you so much. Um, it is an honor to join you all this morning at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee for the, my first in-person State of the County address of this administration. And I consider myself lucky to give a speech on the campus in which I'm currently enrolled. Because as a father, it's important that I set an example to finish what I've started and pass on the value of a college education to my young daughters. I also want to say thank you to Chancellor Mark Money and the entire campus administration for graciously allowing us to be here today. I'm excited to see so many Milwaukee County leaders, partners, allies, and others who share our vision of race and health equity be present in the same room. And thank you to many leaders of local government within Milwaukee County for being here. Your leadership and partnership have been invaluable over the last three years, and I only look forward to continuing what we can do together into the future. I also want to say thank you to the members of the Wisconsin State Legislature for joining us as well, as we've worked to strengthen the partnerships between Milwaukee County and the state of Wisconsin. Having a voice in Madison, advocating for us back home has been critical to communicating a new direction for our region. But I'm also incredibly grateful Wisconsin champions like Congresswoman Gwen Moore and Senator Tammy Baldwin. Over the last three years, they fought tooth and nail to bring resources back to Milwaukee County to address pandemic and the needs of communities in every zip code. My thanks go to both the Senator and the Congresswoman for all their help in supporting our vision and mission right back home. When you have great partners like these, the possibilities for what you can accomplish are virtually limitless. It's because of our partnerships and our shared vision that the state of Milwaukee County is stronger today than the day I was sworn in. As the first black elected county executive in the 177 year history of Milwaukee County, I understand I didn't get here on my own. I stand on the shoulders of giants in this room as well as giants who came before me. In 1965, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr visited this very ballroom at the height of the Civil Rights Movement. At that time, Milwaukee was dealing with tensions common in large cities all across the country, whether we're talking segregated justice, economic inequality, fair public housing, and others. But during his visit, Dr. Keene said in an interview that all people of goodwill must work together in a very vigorous and determined manner to solve this problem. Now, at the time, he was speaking on the issue of school segregation, but that statement can apply to so many challenges facing Milwaukee County today. The scores of the opioid epidemic, the affordable housing crisis, or the violence ravaging neighborhoods and taking lives too soon. All of us with the vision to achieve race and health equity have a role to play in this work. But the only way to make a true impact in the lives of our neighbors is to work together to solve the problems that are ahead of us. 
Milwaukee County is here to lead on collaboration with a strategic plan that focuses on the root causes of our challenges and seeks to meet the needs of residents who've seen generations of disinvestment in their neighborhoods. When we meet the needs of everyone, we can create a safe, healthy county where everyone has what they need to thrive. In 2023, we will continue to make the necessary investments in behavior and mental health, in public safety, housing, and transportation. We will do it sustainably and focus on making the biggest impact possible in the lives of our residents. If healthy communities are our goal, then the resources to live healthy lives should be in the most vulnerable parts of the county. Last month, Governor Evers declared 2023 the year of mental health. And in Milwaukee County, we pride ourselves on our ability to deliver mental health services. 2023 will be the first full year of operations for the brand new Mental Health Emergency Center, which opened up late last year. The building is a combination of a multi-year effort to move to a community-based model of care and bring services to the doorstep of those who need it most. Mental health and substance abuse issues not only lead to negative and social outcomes for individuals that are experiencing them, but they also lead to negative outcomes for our county as a whole. That's why comprehensive community-based approaches are needed to address these issues facing our residents. And to do that, it takes collaboration with folks like Dr. Maria Perez, chairwoman of the Milwaukee County Mental Health Board and vice president of behavior health at 16th Street Community Health Centers. Maria is a leader in the mental and behavior health space, and I'm incredibly grateful not only to have her, but others like her helping us to address the health needs of some of our most vulnerable residents. Thank you, Dr. Perez. By ensuring that we meet the need for community-based programming and support for those experiencing mental health and substance abuse issues, we can drive a safer and healthier Milwaukee County. In the last budget, we doubled down on that philosophy by making a historic $21 million investment in community access to recovery services, or CARS, to expand the program. CARS provides a variety of services to help adults with behavioral health needs to achieve the greatest possible independence and quality of life by facilitating access to appropriate supports needed on the road to recovery. In addition, just last month, in collaboration with the Milwaukee County Board of Supervisors, we allocated over $11 million, of, $11 million of opioid settlement funds for projects focused on treatment, abatement, and other strategies to address the opioid epidemic in Milwaukee County. And those settlement funds have the potential to be a game changer in the fight to end the opioid epidemic and save lives. Some of the first dollars will go to the purchase and installation of harm reduction vending machines at locations all across the county. And I look forward to the first vending machine being installed in the Marshall Peacocks Health and Human Service building next month. Now this is just a fraction of what Milwaukee County is doing to address some of the most acute health needs in our neighborhoods. There are so many frontline workers and community partners on the ground doing incredible work to improve the health of our residents. It's also important for us all to be mindful of our mental and physical health even when we aren't facing a crisis. So last spring, partners like Damian Buckman, founder and director of the Ability Center, helped us launch the Healthy County Challenge. Together, we led accessible hiking trips on the trails, 
and cycled on bike paths in our county parks to encourage all residents to get outdoors and foster their own physical and mental well-being. Damien, thank you for your help and the continued collaboration of the Ability Center in this effort. The Ability Center has been a great partner in our commitment to accessibility and serving residents with, with disabilities. From supporting our successful initiative, thank you. But even with his help from supporting our successful, very successful initiative to make Bradford Beach the most accessible beach in the country to advocating for a universally accessible sports complex right here in Milwaukee County. You've been faithful allies in our work towards equity. And Damien, I hope you have your hiking boots ready, because especially as we prepare for the 2023 Healthy County Challenge this year. Thank you. And it's initiatives like the Healthy County Challenge that are a result of Milwaukee County's focus on addressing the root causes of the issues facing our residents. We can create healthier and safer neighborhoods by moving resources upstream to prevent poor outcomes before they occur. Because public health is public safety. And few understand that. Few understand that philosophy better than our own Milwaukee County Health and Human Service Director, Shakita LeGrant McClain. Since being appointed, she's led the largest department in our organization. And DHHS has integrated services for veterans and seniors to elevate their unique needs. The result is a continued commitment to serving our veterans and older adults by better connecting them to the resources that they need. Last year, more than $4 million in infrastructure improvements for Milwaukee County-owned senior centers were passed by the ARPA Task Force and the County Board. The Agency on Aging, serving over 650,000 meals, and launched a new financial navigator program to provide financial counseling, tax preparation, and fraud prevention to our older adults. Before the pandemic, veterans faced challenges when adjusting to life after service. And we know the unemployment, the homelessness, and the mental and physical health challenges that existed before the pandemic, they've been magnified since 2020. The head of Milwaukee County Veterans Services, Rick Flowers, has done an excellent job making sure our veterans know where we are for them, know that we are here for them, excuse me. Because last year, the office provided 60 grants to individuals who were in need of financial, dental, rental, or other means of assistance. And people passionate about making change, they're a precious resource in Milwaukee County. And our veterans are often overlooked, even though they come with a wealth of experience and training and an array of different tasks and responsibilities. That's why I'm glad that Christian Thornton and the Wisconsin Veteran Chamber of Commerce are working hard each day to support our veteran-owned and veteran-friendly businesses. Veterans know what it means to put in a day's work, and they appreciate a job well done. And I admire the passion our veterans possess to continue serving others after they return home. So Rick and Christian, thank you to both of you for helping us make sure that our veterans are not only supported, but valued. But we've also, under the direction of Director LeGrant McClain, we've launched and expanded the Credible Messengers program to connect just as involved youth with neighborhood leaders, experienced youth advocates, and individuals with relevant life experiences. And I'm talking about mentors like Bridget Whitaker from Safe and Sound and Dawn and Victor Barnett with Running Rebels, who've dedicated themselves to supporting our youth and ending the cycle of reckless and unnecessarily violence in our streets. 
because together we're making an impact and shaping the lives of our young people. Our most recent data shows that more than 75% of those who entered the Credible Messengers program did not reoffend. That is a massive success that wouldn't have been possible without a forward-looking vision and partners who share our goals. Thank you all for the work that you're doing each and every single day. We truly appreciate it. And in this new year in 2023, we're going to go even further to move resources upstream and prevent violence before it occurs. Later this year, DHHS will formally announce the launch of community prevention programs and, support and family supports to provide urgent and intentional prevention, diversion, intervention, personal development, and mental wellness support to young people throughout our community. Our goal is to be highly responsive to youth involved in high-risk behavior. We will immediately connect them with support systems that address root, cause, root causes and offer opportunities, resources, and influence their, their trajectory in the future. And as someone who was born and raised right here in the city of Milwaukee, I understand that sometimes our leaders almost sound afraid of our young people. And at a young age, I had my life changed by mentors who cared for me and helped me unlock my true power and my potential. And too often, the needs of our youth are overlooked. Their problems don't get addressed. And as they grow into adulthood, they don't prioritize engaging in civic activity at all. And we want to we break that cycle of neglect by empowering our young people to promote a more just and equitable society. Last year, I worked with Chairwoman Marcelia Nicholson to revive the Milwaukee Youth Commission to serve as a representative body of youth in Milwaukee County government. Youth commissioners work in partnership with me and the chairwoman to make advisory recommendations about policy and budgetary decisions. When more and more young people have access to opportunities that build their skills and knowledge and that empower them to affect change, decision making becomes more representative and our entire community benefits. Over the past few months, we've selected some of the best and brightest minds in our, in our area in the county, our youngest minds in that area. And behind me, we have Commissioner Co-Chairs Aaron Lee and Mia Moore. And I've had the honor of speaking to them both several times throughout this process, and I am confident that they are the right pair to usher in a new era of youth leadership right here in Milwaukee County. So Mia... Aaron, we appreciate you. It's not going to be easy. Okay. <laughs> she loves a microphone. Preventing crime and violence by moving resources upstream is important. But it is just as important to give the right people the resources that they need to bring offenders to justice and support safe streets. In the last budget, we featured a joint project with the Medical College of Wisconsin and State of Wisconsin to fund a new forensic science and protective medicine center located in the medical, excuse me, in the Milwaukee Regional Medical Center. The new space will co-locate the medical examiner's office, the Office of Emergency Management, and the state crime lab, taking law enforcement, justice system, and emergency response coordination to a level never previously seen in the state of Wisconsin. Together, we will enhance public safety, save lives, and operate a more efficient and cost-effective response to emergency situations. It's an important investment 
when you think about how our justice system was disrupted by the pandemic. Many parts of our system are still working, still working to recover, but I'm proud to say that thanks to the Evers administration allocating dollars to Milwaukee County, we've seen progress in clearing the backlog in our courts. We've drastically reduced the cases held in misdemeanor court and, craft and, tra and criminal traffic court have a negative backlog when compared to 2019. Now we have more work to do, but we hope to see the backlog clear by 2024. But nevertheless, we are heading in the right direction because of the leadership of Chief Judge Mary Trigiano and the efforts of individuals doing their best each and every single day with extremely limited resources. Thanks to their hard work, justice is not on hold in Milwaukee County. As residents move through the justice system and find themselves in our care, I believe that we have an obligation to provide a structured rehabilitative environment that prepares individuals to return to their neighborhoods as assets to their community. And I know that the Community Reintegration Center Superintendent Chantel Jewell believes this as well. She has led the transformation of how Milwaukee County creates opportunities for those in our care and facilitates long-term change in the individual. Individuals housed at the CRC can continue their education through the Education Prepare Program thanks to a partnership with Marquette University. But in addition, the new Family Engagement Center offers services designed to prevent violent crimes, reduce recidivism, and provide support for minors with justice-involved guardians. The center focuses on providing holistic family services, facilitating in-person family visits, family mediation, and assistance in transitioning back into society upon release. But also, the CRC offers a financial literacy program in partnership with Chase Bank and workforce assistance through a partnership with Employee Milwaukee. And last but not least, the CRC recently introduced the medication-assisted treatment program which gives residents with an opioid addiction the treatment that they need to reduce their dependence on the drug and reduce their chance of overdose once they leave our care. These are significant steps forward to ensure that our residents receive the assistance that they need to reduce the likelihood that they'll return to the CRC. But most importantly, it helps rehabilitate and reform those who find themselves in the justice system, therefore making our neighborhoods safer and communities more productive. And speaking of our neighborhoods, when I was sworn in three years ago, I said that I was determined to move Milwaukee off the list of one of the most segregated communities in the country. And many asked, how will we accomplish this feat? And my answer was simple. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to take partnerships and collaboration. And we've brought stakeholders to the table, built relationships, and found ways to help each other reach our organizational goals. We have partners like Wauwatosa Mayor Dennis McBride, and West Dallas Mayor Dan Devine, who've championed our efforts to invest $15 million in federal funds to create affordable housing in their respective cities. And partners like Shorewood Village President Ann McKay. <laughs> President Ann McCabe is currently presiding over a $2.5 million allocation toward creating affordable housing in her municipality. So I want to say thank you to all of you. Thanks to all of you for sharing our vision of a more equitable Milwaukee County. And I look forward to seeing your communities diversify as these developments move forward. And this is near and dear to me, because as someone with firsthand experience with housing insecurity, I can testify 
to the negative consequences that come with being evicted or having to move frequently. It's because of those experiences that housing is a top priority of mine as county executive. Whether it's getting unsheltered residents into permanent housing via our nationally recognized Housing First program, or preventing evictions via providing legal counsel for financially eligible households, or working with suburban municipalities to increase the amount of affordable housing in their communities, we are leading by example on housing throughout Milwaukee County. This year, we've invested $2.5 million in federal funds to support the Axe Housing Home Acquisition Fund. And Axe's goal is to acquire at least 100 properties this year and convert them into owner-occupied homes, with 80% of those homeowners coming from communities of color. And that means instead of wealthy out-of-state investors buying up homes just to make a profit, the acquisition fund will help put Milwaukee's housing stock back into the hands of Milwaukeeans. In addition, we've seen progress on a plan to make a transformational investment in the King Park neighborhood. Recently, we acquired 90 lots in the neighborhood to develop 120 affordable single-family homes. We've partnered with local developers like Kevin Newell, president and CEO of Royal Capital, to get to work building those homes so we can get residents in them as soon as possible. And this puts us one step closer to building much-needed affordable houses and creating a new generation of first-time home buyers in a historically underserved community. Thank you for all your help in making this huge investment in the King Park neighborhood. We truly appreciate it, Kevin. But this neighborhood is also home to the Marshall Peacock's Health and Human Service Center and is adjacent to our new mental health emergency center. The affordable housing development project is part of a broader transformative investment in the entire health of the neighborhood. Last year, Milwaukee County committed $32 million in ARPA funds to develop a new building to keep key services in the heart of the community. And under this plan, Milwaukee County will have its first ever building created for and dedicated to administering health and human services. Residents should be able to live in any zip code throughout the county. They should also be able to access the employment and recreational opportunities in any zip code. But too often, residents face hurdles to freely moving around the county. Whether it's reckless driving, the lack of transit options or transportation infrastructure, the lack of effective transportation means that our residents are limited as to where they can work, live, and play. And after seeing ridership on the Milwaukee County Transit System increase last year, I'm excited for the launch of the East-West Bus Rapid Transit System launching later this year. The BRT means faster commutes and an even more connected county. We also need to make sure that our roadways are safe for everyone. That's why Milwaukee County is moving forward on a countywide plan to combat reckless driving by funding grants received through the Transportation Alternatives Program. The time is now for collaboration between Milwaukee County and its municipalities to create a comprehensive, data-driven plan to increase safety for all of our streets and roadways. And I'm committed to identifying strategies to keep drivers, bicyclists, transit riders, and all pedestrians safe. The story of Milwaukee County is simple. When we have the necessary resources, we invest them in our core service areas and make an impact in the lives of the people who live here. We thrive on our partnerships and our ability to spur collaboration. However, to keep offering core services like housing, like public safety, transportation, or other items that ensure a high quality of life for our residents, 
Milwaukee County needs a strong partnership with the state of Wisconsin to bring new additional revenues our way. Right now, the cost of services are, are outpacing our current revenues, and we are limited by state law in how much revenue we can raise locally. By 2027, we are projected to have no local dollars to fund local services. We need sustainable sources of revenue to maintain services and amenities that make Metro Milwaukee a competitive region to grow business, attract talent, retain talent, and that includes public safety. A strong partnership looks like Milwaukee and Madison working together to make sure that the county can continue to fund services along the public safety continuum that improve quality of life for residents. And I continue to be encouraged by the conversations with the state legislature and the governor on the local government reform that includes a 1% sales tax for Milwaukee County. We are ready. We are ready to be a strong partner with our leaders in Madison to ensure the safety of residents living in all 19 municipalities within Milwaukee County. Now there's an old African proverb. It says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, bring others with you. Go together. I want Milwaukee County to go far. I want it to go very far on its journey to achieve both race and health equity. That's why over the last three years, I've valued the relationships we've built with everyone in this room. Because together, we can go farther than we could, we could ever even imagine. Again, almost 60 years ago, Martin Luther King Jr. visited Milwaukee and reminded us that all people of goodwill must work together in a very vigorous and determined manner to solve the problems of his end. And today, we all have that same responsibility. Thank you all for being good people of goodwill and being dedicated to improving the life of the, for the people of Milwaukee County. And for others who may not have gotten on board with our vision just quite yet, I have a message for you. My door is always open. Whether you are in the public, private, or nonprofit sector, there is always a seat at the table for you to join us in the work to achieve both race and health equity. And I'm optimistic that we can come together to face all of our challenges, improve both the health and safety of our neighborhoods, and move Milwaukee County in the direction of the motto of this great state. And that is for. Thank you so much for joining us, and God bless you all. Enjoy your, enjoy your day.